Hey, welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. Tim Ferber. Welcome back. And this is State of Atlanta. What's up? Thanks for joining us tonight, Ryan. Hey, nobody <laughs> even knows, all right? We're one minute late. <laughs> all good. Uh, how was y'all's uh, week? I was actually down in Atlanta this, uh, this past weekend, and uh, uh, I don't think I saw you, Ryan, but I, uh, I didn't see you, Ryan. I saw you on Friday. And then uh, uh, Tim on the PGA. Yeah, it's a kind of a, kind of a blur. Kind of a big blur. <laughs> yeah, it we was had, one we had long some beers. week. Well, yeah, I, I came down for the peach tree, which you know uh, Tim ran and Ryan. I've tried to get you to run for several years, and yeah, that kind of like was the end of my trip, and it kind of blurred everything out. I don't really remember anything now. <laughs> yeah, I saw your get up, man. You looked uh, very patriotic. Yeah, it's part of the whole fun of the whole thing is getting out decked out and everything had a good time uh, good shirt made you a, a target for beer funnage yeah my record is always or my goal has always been to try to finish that race as drunk as possible with as many beer as i could and this time i actually finished carrying cans of beer in my pockets i i couldn't even drink all the beer that was given to me this time so i, I call this a very successful peach tree road race wait were you running with beer in your pocket at the end of it, normally when I get a beer, I'll slow down and walk while I drink that. But that last little stretch, when you turn it 10th Street, I'll run that bit because, come on, it's the end of the race. You got to run. So, so I mean, were those were those beers like worthy of, of drinking after being shaken up? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually I don't know. We had a, a friend of ours at the cooler down there at the end of the finish line. With just more, dropped them with more beer and like 13 <laughs> bottles of champagne for mimosas. And I put those two cans in there, and I never saw them again. You set a trap. Yes, yeah, so I don't know if they end up exploding on somebody else, but that would have been pretty amusing <laughs> if that's what happened. So yeah, and by but, mimosa, it was just basically champagne, and maybe a oh, splash yeah. of something. It wasn't even orange juice, I don't think. It was like t- tang or something. I don't know. Well, yeah, you just whenever you make a mimosa, it's just a splash of OJ for color. Is all you really need there. You don't. You're not trying to make like a, a nice little refreshing beverage. It just needs a little little color to the champagne. Translucent, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah we cloudy. went, we went to a lake party that had in a um like a like a jug full like one of those uh, with a spigot on it, you know, <clears throat> for like fruit punch or whatever. But they had uh, it was all the Long Island iced tea stuff, and it just had a bottle of Coke next to it, and it says just add a f- splash of this at the end just to give it the good color, you know, <laughs> like oh. So, so you basically went to like the apartment parties back in college where they just had like a, a cooler full of Hunch Punch, and you had no idea what you were drinking. But you drank oh, it all I, didn't have it. I brought my own beer, but um, I, <clears throat> it was it was uh, way cooler than that because we were up at the lake and we, you know, there was like a water slide off the back of a boat and uh, we had a good time. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Tim, I saw Tim at the finish line or right before the finish and he just jumped back in and ran. He, I guess he did. You did six point four miles instead of six point two on on Sunday. I, I got to say the peach tree is longer than six point two period. I swear. Well, yeah, because you you have to walk uh, six miles just to get to the starting line at the very beginning. It was the most absurd thing I'd ever done to a, for a race. They had me walk a good two plus miles for Marta to get to the starting line. But anyhow, it was an aggressive start this year. Was it just because of how crowded it was? There's no place to park very nearby. Oh, it was just that's how close it was to the nearest Marta station. Well, no, because they started right there at that Peachtree Lunch, you know, where you know, your office used to be, where I work oh, now. Yeah. Uh, they start right there, but they had us get off at the Buckhead station. I'm sorry, the yeah, the Buckhead station. Okay. 
but go the long way around like by that old navy and that like buckhead church and then cross back over 400 and then go around the mall and go past the bp and turn around before you come in it was it was really good. they had to do what they had to do it was just have first, scratch and sniff. it was just five o'clock in the morning that's not what i wanted to be doing at that time <laughs> Well, when it wasn't part of the race, you were, you were in fact there to walk and run long distances. Yeah. that's what I feel like race organizers don't get is like, yeah, there are some people that are there to run a race. There's others that are of us that are old and fat out of shape. And each additional step I have to take really, really puts a pain in me. It makes me hurt really bad the next day, which I was pretty, I was pretty uh, sore the next day. Luckily you didn't feel anything until the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. I really didn't feel much of anything that day. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, enough of that. Uh, you can tell there's really nothing to talk about this week because we spent We're five minutes talking about Peace Street, which you know, uh, just to, to tie it all back together, was started by uh, a Georgia State professor or student. I think it's a professor forever ago. So it's, this is Georgia State related. We should just Peace rename Street. it the uh, Panther Run. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never gonna happen then never gonna happen you know yeah what is this i do think they need to have a 5k well they, i guess they did do a 5k race at the stadium before the world went to crap uh, I think that, it's thanksgiving day now mm -hmm. there is a yeah. thanksgiving one was that the, was that the half marathon that the i Q -Q -Q. did yeah they definitely need to make <laughs> that a regular thing like the falcons have a 5k the hawks have a 5k uh, braves have a 5k and they all finish at their arena or stadium in wasn't some capacity there, wasn't there like a nighttime one that had like dance club stops along the way um like they had little pop-ups in the parking lots of like djs playing and people could stop and like dance or something i don't know man it was weird i've got no idea about that but i feel like it sounds there's awesome a, there's a speedo run and a purple dress run maybe it's one of those i don't know I feel like you couldn't only really do that at night. Though. I think the noise ordinances would not allow DJs to be doing PA sounds at night. Yeah, they were. They did it. They are doing the Thanksgiving QQQ again at Georgia State Stadium. And they call it Georgia State Stadium in their information. But it's right. not Georgia State Stadium anymore. <laughs> not Center Park Stadium. <laughs> not Turner Field when it was Georgia State Stadium. So they're just oh, a behind. behind. I guess I really can't get onto all these recruits and everybody that use the wrong logos when we can't even get our own branding right. You know, if we're if not if we're not going to ensure that promotional materials go out using the sponsor, the company that paid us twenty million dollars to have their name on the stadium, if we're not enforcing that, I mean, come on, why can't why do I expect a seventeen year old kid because he's only seventeen to get the right logo on this on this Twitter? Is the exit sign not Turner Field anymore? I don't even no, know. Still Turner Field. Nice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's only there's only one sign that's been changed. It's the uh, heading into the city from from the west coming in. That, uh, oh, that actually says it. It does say Georgia State Stadium. But you know when we got now the sponsor announced. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> wrong. But you know when they got the sponsor named, that's one of the things we said is that you know the signs were currently being printed. Like it's going to be going up. And we thought. I mean, granted, they run at the speed of government, but, but I would <laughs> thought that by now, a full year in. We would have had that. I, if I paid twenty million dollars to have my name on a stadium, I'd want all the signs pointing at the right place. I um, I don't care, but I like to rile you guys up. How long does our deal last? Because they can just wait until that runs out and changes names, and then they can just change the highway signs after that. It's brand new. 
it's 15 years, right? It was a 15 year agreement that we signed. We, we can wait it out. We can definitely wait it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're probably scheduling a games for that season already. I feel like the games get scheduled so far out. There's probably a, a 2036, a 2035 game on the schedule. Bama. Ooh. At home. Yeah. Open up the whole upper deck. Just leave it all. No, that one will be at Mercedes-Benz because they'll want to make that a big uh, SEC-ACC matchup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ACC? Wow. Man, you put us even a step above. That's like that's some special sauce right there. Well, I'm talking about once we uh, win the national championship in 2025 right. and all the conferences come a-calling, and I think we at that point we'll probably will have uh, uh, adopted Georgia Tech as our engineering school and just uh, renamed them. That'll be our Midtown campus. Well, Georgia Tech will have gone to the Big 12 or Big 10 or whatever, right? Oh, I was just saying that we were going to absorb them, and then Bobby Dodd can just become for our intramurals and things. And then, they, of course, Center Park Stadium would be the... Can we be better at football than them? I, I think we would have been last year had we played each other. <laughs> Fair I'm enough. I'm looking forward to that game. Like, can you imagine? I was talking to my tech friends on Sunday in the pool. If we get into that first matchup and we beat... Collins, like he's got to be gone that year. Like you're beat, but you've never beaten Georgia. Oh, and then add Georgia State on top for that cake. I, I just, Tech fans would lose their minds. Yeah, I, I I'm still surprised that the, those games got scheduled. I had I was really not expecting us to get a, a Georgia Tech game on the schedule. Uh, figuring the only way it would happen is through some kind of you know bowl game or something. But there's no even tie-ins that would have gotten that to happen. Plenty of in-state schools play other, uh, you know, quote-unquote lower-tier in-state schools. But nearly all every time. But nearly every single one that have done that have become. They've done it for a long time. It, it always been happening. Look at the, the Arkansas State guys in our own conference. They can't buy a game with Arkansas. I'm probably trying to get Arkansas to pay them. But still, so you, uh, uh, Arkansas State's ready to, or sorry, Arkansas is ready to pay Georgia Southern to go all the way up there to play them, but they're, they're not going to pay in-state school to come over there and play just a couple yeah, hours I mean, away. That, I think that's weird, but I, I don't I, I don't think we should be surprised when they when they do want to play. It doesn't make right. I mean no it was I mean it's a pleasant surprise. I remember exactly sitting in my office when that announcement came out and just being like shocked like how and I'm pretty sure it was how did like this a, happen? I'm pretty sure it was a Wednesday. It was a day after we'd recorded so like of course now you've got this awesome news that we'll just sit on for six days before we uh to talk about it <laughs> i mean that was like the first question bill curry ever got in a press conference wasn't it it was like when are you going to play georgia and georgia tech georgia definitely i don't know if tech was uh, in in included in that <laughs> yeah i mean what a what a good like keeps getting them to come to our stadium like that's been like that's you can come play us but we're not going to come to your house you know I mean, the, yeah, the two-for-one is, is sort of what I was surprised about because, like, having them come play at our stadium, that is sort of a weird thing, right? Not not being a money game. Like, they're just sort of playing us. Normal. But the two-for-one the, the two makes sense. They still get to be the school that's the, the, the bigger name because yeah. they get the, yeah. two, get the two home games. They're not paying somebody $800,000 million to, uh, to come likely beat them at their home stadium. No travel. So, yeah. And then, yeah, and then their travel costs, they could literally just give every student a or every uh, player a MARTA card the morning of the game and say, see well, you there. Honestly, before home games, they probably stay in a hotel. They'll probably just stay at the same hotel that they normally would stay in for a home game. <laughs> right. right, 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 right. I mean, it would make sense. Slightly longer bus ride. 
That's it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it might not even be. It might depending be faster. On what your hotel is. I yeah. Mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, I want to say that I don't think they stay anywhere near campus. Uh, I yeah. want. I'm really certain that when I was living in Brookhaven, I saw a bus coming down 85, a Georgia Tech bus coming down for a Georgia Tech home game. So yeah. I think they may have actually stayed in, you know, Dorval or something weird, random like that. Right near the Cheetah they, or something. Not Cheetah. Um, <laughs> not Pink Pony. Pink Pony right up there on 85, right? Well, I mean, you would think it would kind of make sense, you know, make sure that there's as few distractions as possible. The, the kids couldn't just like go out. The, the, the adults, the men, the student athletes could not just walk out of their uh, hotel and have all their buddies hanging out, partying, doing whatever. Right. You want to kind of make it a bigger barrier to entry. But yeah, you would also think they would just stay at the closest hotel to the campus just to make it easier. But yeah. You got to think for them too. I mean, I like the fact that they're going to come to our stadium, but it gives their fans a chance to see their team again right it's not a home game but you know it's not far so it's like an extra game for them i mean it's a home game from a fan perspective i i, I live at my same house and i go just a, another mile down the road to go to a game i mean there the two games we play there yes it's a home game for tech but as a georgia state fan it's a home game for me i don't change right. my process i just i go i just hop on the connector instead of hopping off at uh, um central ave and go tailgate and do whatever I want to do for the you, game. You could just tailgate in front of our stadium and then somehow get over well, to your stadium. That's what I wanted to do before this ever became a reality. I was talking about you know how close these universities are is have everybody at Georgia State just tailgate on campus and then like 30 minutes for the game, just everyone parade march uh, down Peachtree into Midtown or probably like Marietta or something. I wonder and, if they're going to make us get uh, season tickets. <clears throat> like they do Georgia fans, the packs. Yeah, he's got like yeah. They make them buy. Season, yeah, they make them buy season tickets to get tickets to the Georgia game. Well, that's what we did for uh, Bama tickets or something. Didn't that, isn't that what happened? No, Bama fans bought our season tickets for their eligibility to buy tickets to the Georgia State Bama game. Oh, that very, right. That very first yeah. season, yeah, we Ridiculous. didn't do that. Yeah, well, I mean, we. we one of the reasons why I had some uh, inflated numbers that very first season, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but I think what, what year? When is that first game? It's not. It's two years, not counting. So it's like three years from now. I don't know, man. You're my uh, schedule guy. You always have all the answers. Well, because I and I guess I can lead right into this. I looked at our schedule for doing more road trip games, like like we announced last week, doing the Auburn game. Uh, this this coming year, I was like, all right, well, what out of conference games can we have as our road trip game? And it lines up perfectly with uh, South Carolina next year and uh, Vanderbilt maybe the following year. And then I think it's I, then I think it's Tech would be the twenty twenty four August thirty first. Yes, yeah, so that math works out. That math works yeah. out. So and maybe then, instead of doing a bus trip that year, well, we either do a bus trip to a conference game or we just instead do our little tailgate parade. From downtown to uh, midtown, we gotta ask line. whoever the mayor is at the time to close down the streets, right? Yeah, that, yeah, we should. That, that should definitely try to be pushed to be like the mayor's cup or some kind of yes. weird name uh, for that game. But yeah, so start so talking about the just as a reminder to anybody that or they didn't listen last week or something. But we have a uh, a chartered bus heading from Atlanta to Auburn for the game on September twenty fifth. Tickets are on sale now at auburn.sayofatlanta.com. Uh, early bird. If, if you're watching this live stream, then uh, 
ticket early bird prices go on through the rest of the night and the standard pricing starts tomorrow when this podcast actually gets released but uh i'm looking forward to that i think it's gonna be a lot of fun tim's not going because he uh he's a he's a punk he's he's like already. Already. He, he avoid he avoids it, uh fun at all the costs so yes that's why i ran the peach tree <laughs> that does not but sound I, like fun to me but so. i did drink two beers during the race too how cute <laughs> and apparently i'm too too fast because norm wasn't even there i think that i drank two beer before the first water stop so not that not that i'm bragging or anything but i am but, a raging alcoholic but did you bring zero beers i brought zero beer with me nice you get the freebies that's what it's all about oh yeah it's weird, definitely playing weird alien men with the green suits on and the they were whatever the hell they were wearing yeah, the floaties and the floaties. They had like, they'd pull, pull floats around them in their green alien costumes. Yeah, uh, I may have been dressed up, Ryan, but I was by far not the craziest dressed person out there that day. Like it. So, but yeah, um, yeah, so I go check out the uh, the bus trip to Auburn, It'd be awesome. Woo! Oh, yeah, I guess we'll move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> So going uh, back to Georgia Tech, uh, it's not a two for one. It's a one. So we got one. It's a one and one. Right. I thought it was, I thought I thought it was two for one. I, it I said it was because I assume that's what it was. Even oh, better. Wait. I think Even basketball might be. Maybe it's basketball. Basketball, two for one. basketball definitely is because we had the one this past season, one this fall, and then they help us open up the uh, convocation center, which I have not been able to go by when I was in when I was in town. I, I yeah. try to sneak a glimpse when I was on Marta, but it's really far away from the line. So I couldn't really see any kind of progress. Um, I, uh, I just drove by on my way back from dinner tonight and, um, on the side facing the highway, there is, uh, well, which side, right? Um, the on-ramp, like facing the on-ramp for the highway there, the north. Uh, there's, there's white but- paneling going up already, like the outside of it. So. That's gonna be the biggest bummer part about watching this thing go up so far. It's been so cool to watch like the basketball innards, the the bones of of the basketball arena going in there. And now we're gonna spend the next year and that well, eh, just over a year of seeing zero progress because it's all gonna be behind closed walls. Yeah, that's where you sneak in. There'll still be stuff. They'll still do some things on the outside, right? I hope so. I hope so. I was, you know, I was kind of looking at those uh, trees across the way from the, the window, and I was like, those might block the view. Oh, my goodness. You people in your I'm window. Not wor- I'm, I'm not worried about that. Be- even being able to see trees to that window, I think that's going to be awesome. But I, I think you'll be able to see the skyline. I'm sure you'll be able to see the skyline, as long as that window is, in fact, there. I think we're good. It's there. But- I promise. Also, and I got to stress this, there will be a basketball game happening, and you will not need to look out of a window. Fair enough. Well, you know, before and, you know, during halftime and then at concerts when the band sucks, you can look out the window. I won't go to that concert. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even put this down to talk about, but we have, there's, there's a concert. Well, we knew what the concert happening for at Center Park Stadium, but we didn't have any of the acts. And I, I know of one name on that a poster. That's well, all I big, know. The big and, name and is Will Baby. I don't know who that is. And I could not tell you a single song that that person I have heard of sings. But is is little baby a different person than Da Baby? Because I know Da Baby uh, gets it on with uh, Dua Lipa and my favorite song, Levitation. 
There are no T's in Lil Baby, David. Oh, okay. None, none. But he is, in fact, a small child. Small one. He's, he's okay. a little baby, not a large baby. I don't think that uh, the three of us were ever target demographic for this concert, and that's completely fine. It does, it does look like it's going to be an awesome uh, event there that hopefully translates in people getting used to that actually being an event space and come to games or come to, or come to something else. Cause you know, there's gonna be plenty of Georgia state alums in that crowd that probably have never been there before. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should, we should do more and more of that stuff. It, it, it'll, you know, it definitely helps bring people into that building and see that it's actually pretty, pretty darn cool. Ooh, they're going to have I, the upper deck open. Oh, back to the upper decking again. I, I can't hear you guys talk about the upper deck without giggling inside. <laughs> anyway, they're going to have to take down our, uh, our cover. Covers. Uh, it's probably okay. not that well, hard. Yeah, but I, I think that whole thing was put in there with the uh, ease of ability. It, I'm sure it's just being, being rolled up at the very back of the seats, and they just roll it back down whenever they're this ready for a game. Calm down, all of Panther talk, because they're in uproar about not having seats available. What? Plenty there's, of seats will be available. You can just roll it up and roll it back down. There are so many cool. seats available. What? What are they up, up upset about? Outside of the crowd at the very first game ever, we're never going to run it. We have not run into an issue with available seats at a Georgia State yeah. game. I mean, like, that's one sense. of the number one. It's one of the number one things that others at school soccer give us crap about. Uh, but I thought it was great. I can, without all things considered, last year I thought it was actually pretty cool. Uh, the amount of crowd we had in there, I felt it was like a, a evenly spaced out versus having just pockets of people, and it yeah. kind of felt like it felt more like a real you know, uh, attended football game. And I think well, the new seating before the band on the other side spread out. Um, I thought the sound, the acoustics there were really good. I, I really enjoyed them over there. Well, if you think, of, well, if you think about it, uh, the way that stadium was originally constructed with being a baseball uh, stadium, the sound kind of comes from that home plate side. And that's where they were closer to. They were basically on that uh, first baseline yep. and the, and I have no idea if a baseball stadium is built acoustically like that, but it would make sense that it would sound the best coming from that area versus coming out from uh, under the touchdown club or university club, whatever it's called. Yeah. I do, I do find it interesting. Yeah. They moved the stage for this birthday bash. It's kind of out towards the new East stands at an angle. So it's kind of angled towards sort of towards home plate, but not, um, I like that setup. Looks Where'd nice. Where's the setup? Ticketmaster. Oh, all right. Fair enough. I was trying to find the app. So it's, so it's, it's you know I mean? So is it they put the stage where the new seats were constructed, like on that platform area? No, no, no. The stage is on the ground level. But let's say you went to like the fifty yard line, which is section one thirty one. That's the top mm-hmm. corner of the stage, and then it comes out at an angle down making this rectangle. So it faces almost faces home plate, but just not really a little bit of a different angle. Interesting. At some point I'm going to get frustrated with us using baseball terms to describe the stadium, but it's literally the best way to describe everything. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you start, to do it otherwise. You start bringing up like, you know, North sides and West sides and East sides. And despite everyone knowing their cardinal directions, you're like, yeah, but it was at the old baseline, the first baseline. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you're talking about. So, <clears throat> it's um, about where second base used to be. Okay. 
it's interesting. So basically just moved it up, like, I guess, 50 yards from where uh, uh, Foo Fighters was. Yeah, pretty much. The thing oh. that surprises me about the upper deck is I now remember you're saying it. What? Now you you're the one that. saying it. Yeah, well, it was it was closed off because it actually wasn't up to code. So I wonder how, if they've done the work to to fix that or if we're just doing it. And maybe I shouldn't even be talking about it on our podcast. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't think that it was not ruled not up to code. I think that the inspections that needed to be done for it to be used just had not been done because they okay. had no they had no intention of using that. Now I may be pulling that out of my ass, but that was my understanding was there wasn't anything specifically wrong with it. They just had no intention of using it at that time. So I had not paid to have the whoever come out and just say, yeah, we're right. signing off that this is cool. That being said, it does sound like the Braves tried to leave Georgia State with a, with a dump on their hands. They really did a poor handoff, you know, about burning bridges and things like that. You know, if they think that we're going to go up there and buy Truist Park when they're ready to leave in 23 years, they got something else coming. <laughs> Not after the way they handed this stadium off to us. Well, the whole, the whole point was that they were um, they were trying to get Atlanta to foot the bill for a lot of those repairs and, and maintenance and stuff. And Atlanta was like, no, no, you guys are, you know, hundred millions of dollars a year. You know, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> why would we do that? <laughs> because that's somehow how we've convinced governments to operate is to spend money on these private organizations generating yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars. But that's a topic for a different podcast, podcast. that I'm sure <laughs> that I'm sure that I'm sure that you're on, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a, uh, you're, you're on it next. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There, we go. Uh, there was some news that came out today. I want to talk about, we can, we can talk about other random real estate things as much as y'all want, but it was announced today that uh new softball coach for the, uh, the Panthers or the, I mean, why do you, not Lady Panthers, just the Panthers softball team. But it's not like there's a men's softball team. Anyhow, right. uh, Angie Nicholson from Hampton was named the head coach, and she's been coaching for quite some time. So um, awesome. You know, we had touched on some potential problems within that uh, coaching situation earlier in the season. So it sounds like definitely something was done. If that was a problem, something has been done to address it, which right. is awesome. I'll, I'll take the uh, 20 years of experience and winning record. How about that? Well, the winning record is one thing, but I went. she's only been coaching at Hampton for the past four years. And in that time, her first season, was a, she had a winning record, but it was 23-22. She won, had a winning record by one game. Did not have a winning record until this past year, which was uh, 15-4. The season got cut short, I think, or got uh, – condensed because of COVID and everything. So they didn't have as many mm -hmm. games, but a, a 15, four season definitely sounds like things were going well in her last year, which I guess that's what you, how you uh, judge a coach, right? They come in, you got to give them at least three or four years to get, you know, their recruits in, instill their system and get rid of uh, whatever was the problem that got <laughs> a head coach need, needing to be hired in the first place. So, and Hampton's colors are blue and white. So she doesn't have to change her wardrobe outside of just, things that already slap have a logo over Hampton. Exactly. Exactly. Make sure so. it's push up Panther that. God, <laughs> if there's any of that even available, like I'm, I'm assuming there probably is just kind of like a place in like the athletics offices where they have polos and shirts and things for coaches and staff to grab. I, I have no idea. I assume that if there is one thing and there with a push up Panther head on uh, push up Panther logo on it, burn the whole thing down the whole place. <laughs> 
it's 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 like finding a spider in your bathroom. Well, I guess I'm moving now. <laughs> we need to figure out how to get uh, YouTube TV or slash Google to change our logo. That's the big one. I remember writing in or sending emails to Yahoo to get the, the push up Panther taken out back in when Panther had first came or was officially announced and stuff. And it took forever for them to do anything like that. No one cares. There's a way to get it done. I don't know. Yahoo I, is like I, the only person who currently goes to our website is worried about our use of the Georgia state logo. We should fix it. Oh, but we're a really bad company anyway. So it's going to take us a while, even though our only consumer is complaining. Nobody uses Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> For fantasy I, football, I, I, I use uh, Yahoo for fantasy football, and I use Yahoo. That that's kind of my go-to for um, like scores, just like game scores. Whether it be uh, well, really like baseball. I guess I, I go to it for mostly for baseball scores because then I go to FB schedules for all football stuff. Scores. Speaking of my phone, man, whether I want them or not, they're like it's like you know, here's a local team, you know, and here's shit, what the score shit, was. Shit. <laughs> Speaking of schedules, the FCS 2021 schedule's out. Is that what you're going to say, David? No, I was going to say that I was uh, spending one of my many days uh, perusing FB schedules and noticed like that the 2007 year of the Falcon schedule was they showed being played at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So I emailed the dude and been like, I was Georgia Dome. And he replied back like within an hour or two. He's like, cool, fix. Sorry. I'm like, sorry that I'm actually just going back to the 2007 Falcons schedule on the, on your site. <laughs> that should have been the first question he asked you. Wait, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. What's wrong? Oh, no, I, I put it flat on the I was like, like, dude, I love your website. I spend way too much time just perusing old schedules and looking at things. And in fact, I found that this stadium was wrong, but anyhow. Uh, but yeah, welcome Angie Nicholson to the softball program into Georgia State. And hopefully uh, we see a turnaround there and get back to competing, which I think I kind of leads into a topic that I had no interest in discussing, but I really couldn't find a lot of things to talk about before. <laughs> so I put it, I put it on here. Uh, do you guys even know what the Booba's cup is or, and if you do, do you care about it whatsoever at all? I do. And I don't, I know it exists and I don't care about it. Uh, one of the posters on Panther talk. I want to, I want to say it was one of the Ed's posted that we finished this uh, sports year, our lowest performance ever in the Boobas Cup. And my my immediate knee-jerk reaction was I could not care any less about the Boobas Cup because it has to do with the Sun Belt. And somebody came back and said, yeah, but it's an all-sports thing. And if we want to be taken seriously, get, you know, moving to better conferences, we need to see a better performance all in all. But I thought about that, and I was like, that's very logical. makes a lot of sense. I do not care about anything that involves another Sun Belt team whatsoever at all. So, Boobo's Cup seriously to begin with? Well, what? the um, thing is, it's, it's a kind of like how it was said that the rivalry series with Southern, like, it, was just a, it was a bad metric because it was kind of rigged that Georgia state would never really lose it, even though may have, but uh, that's the thing with the Boobas cup. It's all based off of getting points for playing sports and some schools play more sports than others. So there's some schools that just are literally at a mathematical disadvantage. And for those listening who don't have no idea what this is and are still listening to something about the Sun Belt, it's basically a, you get points for winning different games and all the Sun Belt sports. And at the end of the season, you're kind of like the king of the Sun Belt if you win the Booba's Cup. 
but it, it, it's like South Alabama wins it a lot, despite not being a very good program, just because they play every one of the sports. Whereas we don't play four of them. And after this season, we don't play five of them because men's soccer moved to the Mac. And they, they don't even, they don't count all the sports either. So it's only certain sports. And once I realized, like when we first joined the Sun Belt, and I realized that like it, it really mattered if you were playing those sports and then they didn't like normalize it against uh, schools that didn't necessarily play those sports. I was sort of like, well, why, I mean, like, why should I care about, even if I cared about the Sun Belt, why, why would I yeah. care about this? Like, yeah. It's like, win? like, it's like it's dumb. one team has, one team has the ability to score 200 points total and we only have the ability to score 170 points. I've actually got no idea what the, the numbers Something are, like that. But, yeah, it's just but, but, but if, if you have the complete, if you don't have the ability to score as many points as somebody else, then it's not a legit metric and I get it. They want to make it equitable. They want all the sports to count, but yeah, there's no normalization to take into account that. Yep. Yeah, sorry. I don't, we don't have an indoor track and floor men's track and field team. So we just can't get points from that. Right. And they get a championship and score 10 points because they got a championship out of the whole thing. Well, and I think like beach volleyball is not included because the rest of the Sun Belt doesn't play it. Well, we should get points. Too. What? We should get points. Then. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, they don't even include all of our sports. Like, so we, we, they should at least like let us make up for it because all the schools do have probably the same amount of, or a minimum amount of sports, you know I mean? Yeah, it should be, yeah, like, include all member sport. Like, you know, if if all the schools are playing a sport, that one gets included. If right. all the schools are, are not playing it, we're not going to count those. Maybe there's some other kind of metric or get, like, hey, you won a championship in that sport, so that's good enough for you. Yeah. But I, I couldn't do football then if it was about all members. <laughs> Oh, that's that's true. <laughs> like football wouldn't be included. <laughs> All right. See, this super is, fascinating. This is, we should rename this, it Bubba's Cup instead of Booba's Cup. When I first saw it mentioned, I think it was on the Sunbelt message board, and I just assumed it was a misspelling of Bubba's Cup. And I'm like, what kind of honky top conference have we got into here? They've got a Bubba's Cup. All these Alabama schools and Louisiana, like, you know, education facilities like what the hell is going on but yeah it is named after the first uh um, commissioner of the Sun Belt, vic boobas who had um yeah he was commissioner for 15 years but all of his like real uh, successes came from like playing for duke and being a coach and or playing for nc state and uh, uh being an administrator at duke and stuff like that but all right and he's credited for joint when he came in. He took took the Sun Belt from like six to eight teams. Like, wow, you added two teams. Something that a commissioner is like supposed to do in their job. I don't know. He may be actually. I may be talking trash about somebody who was like a really awesome human being, and I've got no idea. I just don't care about the Sun Belt and, and the other schools. And yeah, I was gonna say you you picked uh, something. Uh, you picked to elaborate on something I care less about the Sun Belt about, which is boobus. Boobus. <laughs> Yeah, well, hey, we got yeah. a new softball coach, so we're going to improve next year at Atlanta. Yeah, well, softball will be one of the many uh, conference championships we have next year, going towards our Booba's points, or Booba's Cup point total, or something like that. We start asking you every week where we are with our Booba's Cup. How's Booba's Cup? Right. Well, fortunately, it's going to be several weeks before that even comes into play, and by then, I know for a fact you'll forget about it. 
I was gonna say I'll I'll ask anyway, <laughs> and you say by then, but literally by next week I'll forget. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, I think that's all I had to talk about this week, unless. There was a very hot topic on Panther Talk on concessions, and I don't know if we want to like retread on that whatsoever at all. I, Ryan has a pretty strong opinion on anybody that has an issue with concessions at Center Park Stadium. We get a souvenir cup. Oh, I mean, that, was a, that was a private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you, you, you're, not, you're not ready to go public with uh, what you think of people that have problems with concessions at uh, – at the at center park stadium um you want to save it for last call uh definitely upgrade your tickets um plebs (laughs) (laughs) there is good concessions just buy more expensive tickets i've got no line upstairs i do think they need to have a dedicated pack line like if if there's like a really a problem and to have a line where kind of like at at delta with a little sky priority, it's just a separate line. And if there's anybody standing there, that person gets picked next in line and make it based off of some arbitrary number of pack points or dollars that you have. And you get like a little little card every season that gets you access to your priority line. I don't know. Okay. I don't That's know, man. I, or, or just like there's not that many people there, and it's not that hard to have good concession like line situations. It's it doesn't take many, right? But they they have a bunch of them closed. Uh, they'll have like one cashier at the pizza place with where they could have two or whatever, and like they they just severely mismanaged the process in my experience. Like that Troy watch party we went to was concession situation was just like was ridiculous well it didn't make any sense they put us in one place and then they didn't open the concessions at that place they made you walk a bunch it's like this doesn't make sense if you're going to open one open it over here exactly yeah if there's and there's one in and out uh spot to get down to the seats or the field or whatever it was and there was concession stands on either side of that entrance neither were open but yeah that that first one you walked into when you first showed up uh, you know, right. a mile and a half away. Maybe it's the same people that did the Load Atlanta up. Track Club, the, the Atlanta Track Club planning for the Peach Tree. Maybe it's the same people that figured this one out. Like, oh, people love to walk. Well, we know a guy, right? In the Atlanta we do know Track a guy. Club. We can, yeah, we can yeah. talk to him if it's him. I, yeah, I, I saw him at the Braves 5K I did uh, when I was back in town several weeks ago. Nice. So, all right, cool. I think we it's uh it's forty minutes in. We can. Do a little last call action. So right. uh, you guys got you guys got anything else at all? No, I don't think so. Just all last right. well, call thanks for, action. Thanks, Brian, for listening. We're gonna head over to last call, drink some more, uh, talk a little bit more candidly about what Ryan really thinks of those people not sitting in the club seats. And uh, yeah, it's it's available on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash state of Atlanta. Uh, three bucks a month to join. You get access to early access to last call, you get our access to our private group chat, discounts on merchandise. And our and bus trip. trip. Get to, and discounts on the bus trip. Ten bucks off on the bus trip, you know? It takes more than three months of your uh, Patreon member to, you know, cash that in or whatever. Math. Anyhow, yeah, so check it out. Uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Atlanta. You'll be able to find Last Call free on Friday. 
and available immediately to our Patreon members uh, whenever I get around to uploading it. I'm pretty lazy. So thanks everybody for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Peace. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.